Welcome to a new episode of Two Brothers Review, the podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about Hotel Mumbai. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley. And uh, I'm just I'm just enjoying some April showers in New York City. Oh, waiting rain f- everywhere. Waiting for my May flowers. <laughs> You're about 400 years too late. <laughs> I'm I'm still gonna wait. Oh gosh! Do people know Rough. about that double entendre when they made that rhyme? They must have. I don't know. I'd never thought about it till just now, so I'm counting it as a Reed Turley original. <laughs> wait, I'm the one that made the joke. You get the credit because <laughs> you recognized. <laughs> oh gosh! Okay, this week we are going to be reviewing Hotel Mumbai, the true story of the terrorist attacks in Mumbai and they mostly focus on the one sort of hostage situation in the Taj Hotel but before we get into that movie we wanted to give our recommendations or we want to give our pick for uh, our favorite Dev Patel movies and Ty I'll let you go first I think we should count down and say it together all right three Three, two, two one Slumdog Millionaire, you're lying. <laughs> no, definitely Slumdog Millionaire. Oh man, that movie's great. It's such a dark. It's it's a beautiful movie with a very dark streak running through it. So many bad things happen to him in his life, but he stays so positive. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, definitely Hotel Mumbai. Or no, Slumdog. Definitely Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. Oh, I I didn't even think about the Great Marigold Hotel. I mean, I hate those movies, but <laughs> I don't hate them. They're cute. Whatever. <laughs> second. What is it? The second great Marigold Hotel? The best Marigold Hotel. Is there a Hotel? sequel? Yeah, there's a sequel. Have you seen it? I've seen neither of those movies. Oh, man. They're charming, but pretty cheesy. <laughs> of course. They're just a way for old British actors to have, you know, hang out in India together for a month. Like, we want to do our summer vacation in India. We want someone else to pay for it. Yeah. So uh, this week we're talking about Hotel Mumbai. Do you remember this happening? I mean, do you remember the news coverage of these terrorist attacks? I do for sure. Uh, you've been to India several times, and you've been to Mumbai, and I have been to Mumbai. I didn't. I was there for business, so I didn't have a lot of free time, and I didn't go to this hotel. But it'd be interesting to go back there for sure. Um, yeah, I've been to India like fifteen times, and I love India. Great people. I loved in this film how it it showed the hospitality of the Indian workers and their selflessness. Yeah, I think there's that very kind of moving moment where they agree to stay. You know, just realize like they're they are willing to sacrifice for that attitude of their their guests being the priority. I love that scene. I cried a lot during that scene the whole way through it. Let's be honest. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you ever cry in movies? Not this one, but I have, yeah. <laughs> I I had to I had to control my sobbing so that other people in the theater didn't hear me. I found it very, what? very moving. I found it very moving. I was shocked. I I I'd seen the trailer and I did not think this was gonna be a good movie. So I came it in did- with, with very low expectations. Uh but I really was really, really moved. It didn't what? I guess I'm interested that you would say that because I feel like I had a really hard time connecting with any of the characters or feeling like, I don't know, there was a really hero or good person besides 
yeah, besides Dev Patel's character, I don't even know if, I don't know. It just felt like there were so many kind of mistakes or it just was so, I, I had a hard time connecting to this movie, I guess is the message that I want to say. I think that's exactly the point. So I actually would say Dev Patel didn't do anything that um, heroic. His character was very underwhelming to me, but I feel like the chef, the head chef was amazingly calm, which takes a lot of, and, and dedicated to the guests, which takes a lot of courage and a lot of self-control in a moment like that. And then, and then, yeah, I mean, the fact that they made a lot of mistakes is exactly why I love this film because I feel like usually in a film like this, you would have some kind of very heroic person who saves the day. Uh, and this one doesn't have that at all. It's just a lot of people making the best choices that they can on limited information. And, you know, it costs some of them their lives. Like if Army Hammer's character would have just stayed. Well, who, yeah, you just never know. Um, and I love that about it. Yeah. And I think that's true. And maybe I didn't need to see the 10th person try to make a run for it and get gunned down. Like, well, you did. That's interesting. You say you didn't need to see it. Maybe you did. I mean, that's the truth. I thought I found that I found that um, the unrelenting, I was going to say despair. It's not exactly despair. It's like, it's like they were trapped in this crazy situation where nothing did change. And, and I think they had to dramatize that in the film. And I think they did. I've been talking a lot, but I'll say one more thing real quick, which was, I love that half of it, but I think there's another half to the film, which is definitely related to this, but how completely unsentimental the killing was. I mean, I don't think I've seen a movie like this where it's so matter of fact, unsentimental, very sad in a way, in a, just an unusual way. It's like, I think usually you'd think, oh, it's sad that someone died, but the banality of the killers was so sad to me, how they'd gotten to the point in their lives where they'd been manipulated probably um, by their culture or people around them, but they, they were doing it thoughtlessly. And I found that super compelling and very moving also. So I feel like I had that same perception of the killers. You know, they, it wasn't really personal to them. A couple of times they, they emoted when it was with the, the billionaire and the army hammer character, but yeah, for them, it was just something they were doing, getting through it. They didn't, really care and you know they they show the one character talking to his his dad about the money that they were promised but they yeah they just didn't have it was just so senseless and i don't know maybe it's just sad for me to have so many people die for for no no reason that i can tell well we know the reason i don't know i don't know if i agree with that saying we don't know the reason we know the reason they they're angry at western cultural influences and specifically i mean they were trained in pakistan and attacking an Indian site. So the, I think the idea is, you know, when the British, when the British left and South Asia was, you know, free of that colonial rule, the country split up and Muslims mostly were forced to go to Pakistan and Bangladesh and India, the country was meant mostly for Hindus. So I think what they were, the point is this was Muslim land before but when they drew up the map, when the British left, we got stuck on the other side. I mean, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but that's my understanding of the history. So I guess... So that's why they're doing it. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Maybe I don't mean they didn't have a reason, but it just doesn't seem like a good reason to me. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just hard for them to... They just seem so detached. But yes, I, 
it's not a good reason in the sense that you wouldn't do it for that reason. That is true. But I think it's so, I mean, I think the interesting thing is that someone would. And they have this sort of shadow character, right? The bull that's talking to them on the phone and pushing them to do all these things like that. It just seemed like they were more pawns and the real evil is this outside force. Yeah. Yeah. Although I I don't know if I'm describing this well. I think this movie is amazing specifically because I didn't care about the psychology of the terrorists because I feel like they, there wasn't all there. He's making the filmmakers making the point that there wasn't a lot. uh, It's not exactly that it wasn't a lot there, but that, but that at the base of it, there was some real banality. I don't know. That's the word that keeps coming to mind. And, so they're they're just killing people in a disconnected way, which I think must be true. I think you must. So I mean, we have a lot of mass shootings all the time now, and how do people do that? How can people go into a room and kill other people? I think it has to be because they've disconnected their thoughts from it. They can't be sentimental, and I really and I understood that better from watching this movie than I think I've understood. I don't know from any news report on a mass shooting. Well, yeah, and I think. They had to dehumanize the people that they were killing. And that's why that finding out the woman was Muslim at the end was so hard for the one terrorist. Yeah. Yeah, there were very specific tactics that the, the bull was using, for sure. So I, I don't know who you who would you say is the lead in this movie, or is it just really an ensemble of all the different people? No, they make it, they make it um, uh, Dev Patel, for sure. Because you open on him, you end on him. Yeah. But don't you think he didn't do anything that heroic? I mean, he, he asked everyone to get down when he realized there was shooting, but I think he was calm at the, in the, in the restaurant. He was that point of calmness. Yeah, he was, he tried to take the girl out, but then she ended up dying. Yeah. And he met, and he met the policeman and warned the chef not to open the door. Those are sort of the main things I think he did. Yeah. But I guess, I mean, I think heroic, the definition of heroic comes from taking risks probably like, I think he was forced to, I mean, the call didn't cost him anything. He was kind of, yeah. he was kind of forced to take the police. The girl, I, there was a brief second where I thought maybe he just is volunteering so that he could get out. You know, it wasn't clear that he wasn't doing that. Yeah. So I, I, I was surprised that, I mean, yeah, the, the guy, the, the, um, Butler, or I don't know what you'd call him concierge, um, who says, this is my family. I've been here for 25 years. He kills one of the attackers, right? And then gets shot. It happens very fast. So I guess I'm not 100% sure it was him. But it, I, I know it, he gets shot. But to save it, you know, he's at the end of the line of people, right? He turn, He stabs, he grabs a knife in the kitchen at, as the line of people have escaped. Yeah. And jumps out at one guy and stabs him. And then that guy never, there's only two attackers after that. So I think he kills him. Mm-hmm. But then he dies. I also, yeah, that was very moving to me cried a lot there. I like that guy a lot. I thought I thought he was well spoken and uh, and a hero. I thought the chef was very inspiring. Um yeah, I mean I thought the Russian character was great just because he starts off so awful, terrible. And, and then he seems it's just an interesting character. I'm not saying he's a good character. A good per- I'm not yeah. saying he's a good person, but uh but an interesting character and you know, just it, to be a bit player like that in a movie, but to have such a cool arc and be so colorful, I think is really hard to do. Um, and they did it great. And I, yeah, I don't, I'm not as big on the army hammer couple. I, I don't know. There were like a lot no. of silly things and 
I hated how they never worried about their nanny. They just worried about their kid. Uh, probably how some people think. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I know this is a dramatization, but do you think there pro- there were those, like there was a Russian billionaire? Like how, how much of this do you think holds to the truth? Well, I did Google it afterwards because I really wanted to know. Perfect. And everyone, uh, the only thing I could find online was um, the chef is real and no one else is. Oh, uh, that's what it said. And then it talks, people specifically seem to ask is Dev Patel's character real, but I wanted to know if the Russian was real and if the army hammer story was real. Cause I, I mean, when he gets shot, I thought that was brutal. I was shocked. Yeah. I was shocked. Yeah, me too. That, and, yeah. It, and it really sucked. <laughs> yeah. Just how, how sudden it was. Oh man. Yeah. Awful. Um, but you'd think, you'd think that kind of hotel would have, you know, VIP people staying at it almost all the time. For sure. Definitely, for sure. Um, I I think also to your point earlier about how everyone makes mistakes. I think the cop. I liked. I really liked the cop who was like, "We're not waiting. We can't wait." And he failed. You know, he got in there, got shot. Well, who knows if he failed or not? He stopped. He made it. He made his partner shoot at the door, which stopped yeah. stopped him getting in right then. And then he and then he went out. And then you don't hear what he does anymore. But I I really like he did he he did what he could. He did what he could. It was little, but it probably did make a difference and it, yeah. and it was at a huge risk to himself. Nice. Okay. I don't know. Are there other things you, I don't know, like about sort of the directing or kind of how it was shot? I mean, uh, I mean, I was in it completely. I was really, te- you know, tense the whole time. So I think that's good directing. And I think they did a good job or one thing I liked was they start on another terrorist attack, right? Mm-hmm. You don't start with the hotel. And I, I think it, you know, the, you, they show newscasts and you see that it's happening at these, other sites, but I think they just start out that way. Like how, you know, this was just kind of a wave across M- Mumbai. And then this was the one that lasted the longest. Yeah, it really was an insane attack. Um, I, I like, I actually usually don't like it when, when movies use real news footage and stuff, but this one, it felt more natural, I think, cause it was intercut with original shots too. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming those were actual news footage, some of it. So, I mean, this happened 10 years ago. Do you think there should be some like time that movies wait before they recreate something? Or I, I don't know, like does, do we need to have a distance before we get the story of it? Or do you think it's more effective to be close to the original event? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. The, this movie, um, it says, I mean, I'm sure they bought the rights to, the, to a documentary about what happened. Did you know that? I did not. So this happened in 2008 and the documentary came out in 2009. I haven't seen oh, the doc. Wow. I haven't seen the documentary, but um, obviously that's a very quick. I, it's an astoundingly quick turnaround for a documentary film. I think, uh, especially because this happened in November of two thousand eight. So um, I don't. I, I mean, you want to be respectful. That's why uh, the director said that. That's why he didn't have any other identifiable characters. So the the American Army Hammer and their that couple was based on two different couples that were at the hotel and again i couldn't find out that's all i found out i couldn't find out if one of them was actually executed like that um and the russian oligarch was based on two also two businessmen who were at the hotel and he did that because he didn't want any one person to be identifiable out of respect for people's privacy if in all the world you could be one of two people or one of one person I don't know if one of two people is that much better, but I do understand the sentiment. That's interesting. You say that because I'm in a class right now on 
the legal issues that artists face. And our, our class this week was about exactly that. And you you can be sued for defamation. The, there's no technical rule, but lawyers say that if if you could if the character could be one of 25 or more people, then the courts are going to throw it out. And if the character could be one of less than 25 people, you'll have a case. So you're right. Yeah, I think so. Um, I work in the hospital world, and it's very uh, data sensitive. But even if, um, like, if you were in a, a town, and uh, you could be sued if you revealed someone's like medical condition, because it could be identifiable down to you know a group of people. You know, maybe only a few people have a heart failure issue, and if you reveal that you're working with someone with a heart failure issue, that could be a violation. So anyway, I know it's totally different, but any sort of like identifiable group or subgroup. Seems like there could be some concerns. Yeah. It's a very, this is a very weird tangent. We can get back to the movie. <laughs> the name of the hotel is not the hotel Mumbai. Why, why didn't they call this movie the, the Taj hotel or something? I don't know why, why do you think they named it this way? Uh, I didn't look into this exactly, but my understanding is the Indians themselves call this the battle of the, the battle of hotel Mumbai. Okay. So it's, it's like relevant to their local. That's really what it, Yeah. It's named, okay. it's named not after the hotel, but after the event. That makes sense. What would you rate Hotel Mumbai out of five, Ty? I think I'm going to give it a five. Uh, I just have no idea sometimes where your, <laughs> where your rankings are going to be. I'm very surprised myself. Well, it's good. I really, it's, I think you, you probably need to keep your average. You probably need to pull your average up a little bit. I think we've seen some bad ones recently. We've been on a bad run. Um, I, think, I, gonna, think, I think everyone should see this movie. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm going to rate it a three and uh, you don't need to see this movie if you don't want to. <laughs> you need to want to see this movie. That's what I mean. Oof, Ty. So in, in the realism. Yeah, it'll make you, uh, do it'll, you it'll make you a better person. Um, all right. Do you have something else you want to recommend to read, watch or listen to? Why don't you go first? I'd be happy to. I think sort of in keeping with this movie, one thing I watched on Netflix in the last two weeks is uh series called cricket fever mumbai indians (laughs) (laughs) and it's like an (laughs) it's like all or nothing but it follows the mumbai indians cricket team through a season and they've they've been pretty good and then the season that the tv show is about they're not very good so i think it's a little disappointing (laughs) like they don't they don't even make it to the playoffs in the league um but i i think cricket is such an interesting sport i've never played it I have no idea if I'd be good, but I feel like I could do the batting. It's just, you're just protecting the wicket. How hard can it be? I know, I know, but they don't, yeah. Next time we get together, we'll bring a tennis ball and a, a bat. <laughs> I, ha- I have a cricket ball. There you go. I mean, have you been to India 15 times? Have you been to a cricket match? I have, but in England, not in India. Oh, okay. Well, that's probably still good cricket. But I do think India is the premier cricket location. Yeah, I think, well, their, their um, club league is the highest paying, I think. I think that's right. I'm actually not. That, that's, no, no. That's an impression like this from is, a long time ago. but I think that is true. All right. What about you? What is your recommendation? Well, okay, guys. April 9th, Tottenham Hotspur is playing in the quarterfinals of the Champions League against Manchester City. I just want you guys to watch, okay? And... Do you know this, Reed? It's at their brand new stadium. That's the best stadium in the freaking world. It's in. Are Lo- you going? No, I'm not going. I wish I was going. It's in London. It was built 
with the NFL in mind. It's going to host two NFL games a year. So it has two fields. The NFL field rolls out on top of the soccer field and then rolls back. That's awesome. It has the biggest bar in England, just a huge bar, where they fill the beer by sticking the glass down onto a little nozzle that shoots up. And they make, and it's a brewery, they make their own beer there. And it, they just had their first match ever there two days ago, which, okay. which Tottenham won 2-0. No big deal. So I cannot, there, at some point I'm definitely going to go to a match there and I'm very excited for that. Yes. Okay. Um, and yeah, for people keeping track, uh, keeping score with recommendations, this is the fifth time in that's, 52 episodes that Ty's recommended soccer. Uh, that's so not true. Are you keeping track? 10, 10% of Ty's life is soccer. <laughs> That's probably true. Your, your, your media consumption. No, I'm sure that well, you don't do it, it that much. No, it's 10%, I bet. Oh, wow. Okay. Never mind. Then it, then it works. Thanks for joining us for another week of Two Brothers Review the Podcast. I'm Reed Turley. I'm Ty Turley. And my level of soccer fandom is totally normal. I'm not embarrassed. I think it's great. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.